Today we're going to talk about what are their measurable minds, how to practice mindfulness and self-compassion. Welcome to Profile 3 TV and today we're joined by Virginia Ray Kaya. So thank you very much for coming in today. And your business, actually, Immeasurable Minds, is the name itself. I, I know we've already talked about it, but I'm intrigued by the name. So you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about your business? Sure. Thanks very much, Karen. Um, my name's Virginia Ray Kaya. Um, I'm a mindfulness teacher, um, so I teach mindfulness, self-compassion, stress reduction, all those kind of things. Um, and Immeasurable Minds is, it's a kind of a, um, a term that refers to a teaching by the Buddha called the Four Measurable Minds, which are the minds of love, the four minds of love. And um, it's loving kindness or love. So, you know, it's like there is no limit to it. Um, um, compassion, including self-compassion. Um, What's the other one? <laughs> so it's loving kindness, compassion, joy. So um, joy is something that we can cultivate um, and especially joy and happiness for other people when other people do well. So it's that kind of, uh, that mind of, of, of joy. And the fourth one is equanimity, which means inclusiveness, that everything is included and there's no discrimination. And it's kind of a, a balanced mind. So um, most people don't, wouldn't know that, you know, mm. it's not that I actually teach on those things or anything, but that was kind of uh, an inspiration for the name, behind the name. And, and it means that I'm not just limited to teach, only teaching mindfulness. It's anything that touches on those kind of, those minds of love, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> and you've got the impossible task today of coming in and fixing me. <laughs> so you, you've got 30 minutes yeah, now. Yeah, it can't yeah. be done. Impossible. So you, you have to fix yourself. That's how it works. Yeah. Mm. So I, I, can, I can guide you along the way and then you, you do some of the practice and then you can you can transform yourself. Yes. Right. Through these kind of ancient proven techniques. Yeah. Excellent. I suppose in, in doing that, if, you, if you're giving me the techniques then to solve my own twerks or yeah, yeah, problems yeah. or challenges yeah. then then I have them for for future exactly. reference and I can exactly. put myself back in line if I go off the rails again. Yeah, right? yeah. it's really about um, empowering people so when people come to my courses and workshops and retreats and things like that they learn tools and techniques that they can apply to their daily life, to their working life, to their home life and you know and literally they change their life all the time I'm told I'm got this many you know thank you cards and gifts and things from people who just say it changed their life cool. so yeah. yeah so what is mindfulness what is mindfulness that's a that's i know yeah what is it sixty four thousand dollar question or million yeah. dollar question i mean there is i mean i have like a, a standard sort of definition a secular definition of mindfulness um but it, it really simply it's it's kind of two things at the same time the first thing is awareness which is about paying attention so, you know, paying attention to what it is we're doing right now, which is speaking and listening. So we're aware of that. Um, but then it's how you pay attention. So are you beating yourself up and saying, oh, I've made another mistake and I've done something wrong. I've already had that thought already. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's how um, you talk to yourself. So it's paying attention in a kind way. That's that's another um an easy way to understand what mindfulness is and it's cultivating that and it's um, doing that over and over and over again. So even though people come to me looking for tools and techniques and I can teach you some tools and techniques, it's actually a way of life, it's a way of being and you bring mindfulness into everything that you do. 
um, you you know you can have mindfulness is always mindfulness of something so right now it's mindfulness of speaking and listening or you know but it can be mindfulness of drinking tea mindfulness of doing the dishes mindful walking mindful eating mindful breathing so um it's always awesome there's always an object of our mindfulness oh, incredible mm. so and you and again you, the little voices in the back of your head as you say and you do things so yeah. and they're always there so it's not just me as the voices. it's not just you no. <laughs> not so just you yeah because one of the other things that i teach which is becoming you know a bigger part of what i do it's not just mindfulness it's something called mindful self-compassion and self-compassion is basically about being kind to ourselves so the research shows that 78% of people are nicer to others than they are to themselves. So um, if you are hard on yourself, then maybe you wouldn't be hard on Chris if he did that, you know. But um, you're hard on yourself, so um, it's kind of learning to be kind to ourselves. Because actually, if you want to be kind to other people, understand others, and be a nice person, and do all the things that you need to do, then actually you have to start with yourself. So, and actually, mm. we're never, we haven't been taught that. So some of my classes will, will help you to... To turn toward yourself with a kinder attitude, yeah. Incredible, yeah. I'm too yeah. nice to Chris. That's <laughs> so, but yeah. no, you're right. We're, we yeah. are actually very hard. We're actually probably harder on ourselves mm. than other people are on us. Yes, and exactly. We, we judge ourselves. So yes. Again, again, I'm even thinking of we give an example. It's like people coming into uh, us, and we're trying to encourage them to to do video or yeah. to create content yeah. um, and uh, guiding them how to do it, but. Mm. Then it, we all do it. Then you have to do it yourself, look, and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly, I don't mm. look goodness. I'm not happy how I sound. I sound mm. awful. Oh my yeah. word, how do I say mm -hmm. that? There's mm -hmm. loads of ums and ahs. I never do that. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, again, oh, you know, oh my word, I'm thinking now, I'm going to beat myself up later. That's it. But, um, yeah, but that's completely natural. It's just how we've been conditioned, you know, especially in, in our culture. Um, it's always about, you know, doing good things for other people. And there's a wee story in one of the wee messages, wee stories I read, and it's about um, this guy who's given a choice of, um, you know, to choose somebody in his, um, his team to be sacrificed so that everyone else can live. And, you know, everyone thinks, guesses that he's going to choose himself. That was, and that's seen as the most noble thing to do, to sacrifice yourself, you know. But in the end, he doesn't, he can't choose anyone. He can't choose between himself or others because he loves all the people, but he also loves himself. <laughs> and it's interesting how everyone thinks it's a good idea to, um, you know, to sacrifice yourself. And actually, um, you should... Um, be able to, or we should strive, or not even strive, but you know, we want to be able to love ourselves as much as we love anybody else. And it's this idea that, you know, when you're on the plane and they say, put your oxygen mask on first before yeah. putting it on your child. Mm -hmm. You know, if you aren't, um, if your well isn't topped up with, with loving kindness, then you really don't have any capacity to be there for others. And it's often the people who are, you know, maybe a lot of mothers and people who are trying to do everything for everybody else that they neglect themselves and then they end up getting burnt out or sick. And if they could take a wee bit more time for themselves, take care of themselves, then actually they're going to be able to do all that nice things for other people that they want to do and look after their kids and do their job and everything else. So it's about um, having a wee bit of um, time for yourself. So it's, it's called Wisely Selfish. You know, so you don't have to feel oh, guilty about it. <laughs> incredible, yeah, because yeah. as you say, selfish is such a negative word that we, yeah. back to, we're brought up and mm. don't be selfish, don't be selfish, yes. think of others. Yes. Incredible, so it's yes. flipping it a little bit. It is, because, yes, think of others, but 
if you don't have any capacity, you know, if you're so busy, if you're so burnt out, if you're tired, if, if you're exhausted, if you have given all day, maybe you're, you know, in a current profession and you're looking after other people, maybe you have lots of things to do at home, then how are you going to have any time for your colleagues? How are you going to be nice to the taxi driver or the woman in the shop? You just, you, you have no capacity. So it's about um, including yourself in your circle of compassion and you know, knowing that you as much as anyone else deserve your own love and affection that you're also a human being as much as all these other human beings are. So, and when you do that, the research also shows that when you're high in self-compassion, you're actually um, better able to be kind and help other people. So um, it, it's kind of counterintuitive because exactly as you say, we've been taught to don't be selfish and you know think about the other people, but you know include yourself in that as well, as long as you're obviously not getting to the point where you're self-indulgent, but there's ways to look at that as well because um, the research shows that self-compassion is not self-indulgent, though people might think it is, but it, it's really not, yeah. Incredible. So, yeah. so who, who would benefit most from, from these kind of practices? Yeah. Um, I think everybody. <laughs> so is that, so um, y you see a problem in society and generally yeah. lives are busier, yeah. people are yeah. under pressure with mm -hmm. uh, mobile phones, yeah. social media notifications, yeah. Yeah. work. Yeah, it's a nightmare and I actually that's probably why I have a job and why I have a, a successful business because is our society and how we're all living um, gets more and more busy and more extreme and more 24-7 and you know we don't have any even children aren't allowed to be bored anymore you know, when we were kids we were able to play and be bored and yeah. you know stare out the window in the long car journey now everybody's on screen so they're not even getting any time off the brain is always online it never gets offline so when you practice meditation when you practice mindfulness then you go offline and you become a human being not a human doing and in order to function well, so people who are in business and maybe you have staff and you want your staff to perform well, to focus, to concentrate, well, nobody has any attention span these days. So one way to develop that, and this is why a lot of, I mean, you could say this cynically, but a lot of the, all the top companies are offering mindfulness for their staff because, you know, it does help with concentration and productivity and things like that, you know, so, um, it really does help you to be present for what it is you have to do rather than be constantly distracted. Yeah. When you say the word bored, I, I was thinking, what would I give to be bored again? I haven't been bored since I was like, you know, teenager probably. Yeah, yeah. I would just love to be yes. actually in that frame of mind where... To have time to be bored. Incredible. Yeah. I, 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 since you brought up like Yeah. That. Oh my word, it's I know. probably a word that's become extinct. I know, I know, and I think we need to get back to that. And I, I do have seen articles saying that, you know, young people nowadays are getting rid of their phones and they're trying to, you know, get offline and go off grid a wee bit. You know, there is a kind of movement for people to do that. And there's lots of movements about um, slowing down and there's like a slow London project. And, you know, to just like become, because, you know, we're kind of like, um, 2000 year old beings with you know 21st century software we're trying to run this software on this old hardware and the old hardware kind of needs time out <laughs> it needs it needs to rest so it can get boot up again and we're just trying to put all this new software into it and it's just yeah it's, too much. Working, it's, too, it's all too much it's all too much <laughs> so yeah. so again we're talk, if we're talking about businesses so mindfulness in business can, can help it can help a business then yeah absolutely i mean even locally, I would go into Tesco in Northern Ireland quite regular now for the last four years. 
Um, I work for Centra um, NI and I've, I've been in all the sort of different banks and you know different companies. I mean a lot of people would get me in once a year to do wellbeing week mm -hmm. which you know is fine but uh, <laughs> I, I must prefer uh, a, an organisation like Tesco who actually invest in it over the year and um, have a consistent sort of programme going on of um, looking at their staff and you know what they need and help them sort of reduce stress um, so that they can be happier and work. I mean it's a really wise companies that are going to look at things mindfully because you know things like sick absence um, with the highest proportion of people often sick are to do with stress. So mindfulness is really, really effective. I mean, that's why everybody's heard of it. Now, I, when I first started doing it, people thought I was some kind of weirdo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, you're, in, I'm in demand, you know what yeah. I mean? But before that, it was like, this is some kind of strange culty thing. Yeah. But actually, it's, um, there's loads of science on it. The, the, there's, like, neuroscience to show how it affects the brain. So after 100 minutes of practicing mindfulness, um, the parts of your brain to do with um, anxiety and stress start to shrink and the parts of the brain to do with happiness and contentment increase. So it's, it's, it thickens the, the prefrontal cortex, which is our, our thinking, our rational mind, you know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's loads of science on this, and it's really just beneficial, you yeah. know, so everybody should be doing it, basically. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking the example you gave in retail, for example, mm. you can imagine that the staff are very customer-focused, and mm. you're dealing with customers at every step of the way. Yeah. So actually, you know, uh, why customers sometimes can be a little bit uh, abrupt. Yeah. Your expectation is that the staff are always friendly. Yeah. And they're they're under uh, pressure to be, be mm -hmm. that. And actually, I can understand how mindfulness could help them in that. Then. Yeah, yeah. And for the managers, especially having to run the shop and having to deal with the staff and the customers and mm -hmm. all the demands and the twenty four seven. And you can imagine coming up to Christmas how busy it is and how wow. full on, and then how it kind of all dips in January and. Yeah. You know how how do we deal with that and you know stay well basically yeah you know? and and mm. uh, yeah and throughout the year and yeah. is there uh, misconceptions around mindfulness then? Um, I think maybe there is. Some people have an idea that it's uh, you know you have to go up the mountain in Tibet and sit like that and cross legged and you know um, it's it's you, actually you don't have to do, you that. Don't have to do that. No, <laughs> you can do it wherever you are on the bus or the train in bed at night. You can do it in the doctor's surgery. You know it's basically portable. Um, it's a portable mental activity that you can take with you. Um, I know that um, my husband thought it was like for girls. <laughs> he thought it was like yoga, you know, and that if you went to the class, it would be all women. But, you know, that's not true. Um, half of my classes have men in them. So um, it's it's actually for everybody. And it, you don't have to be bendy or flexible or anything like that. It's actually about your, um, your mind. So it, Though, I mean, I also think that's a bit of a misconception that it's just about the mind because the way I describe it is the mind floating in the heart. So it's not just a, um, a mental activity. It's also about um, the body and how the body is and connecting in with the heart as well. It's not just, it's not a thinking thing. It's, it's letting go of thinking. Amazing, mm. amazing. And do you think mindfulness would work for everybody? If they want to do it. I think that's something, you know... I would never force anyone to do it. I would never say um, that, you know, everybody has to do it. I think it can work for everybody who wants to do it because there's definitely an element of your own motivation and your own kind of effort that you need to, to put into it to the start. And because it's something that we have to do consistently, 
it's not just something you do one off and then you've got it. I mean, a lot of people come for a one off and try it out and it might be nice, whatever. But if you really want to make a difference with mindfulness, you need to practice every day. So um, I was thinking about you had a question there, which was um, how do I see it going in the future? Yeah. And I have this wee thing that I tell people like, um, you know, 100 years ago, nobody cleaned their teeth. And now we're all educated. We all clean our teeth twice yes. a day. And 50 years ago, nobody went to the gym because there was no gyms. And now um, we're all members of gyms, even if we don't go to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, you know, it's like it's pretty common to have gyms everywhere. So yeah. I think in 50 years time in the future, there's going to be wee meditation pods everywhere. And, you know, in a building like this, you'll have your quiet room and your meditation room. And it's already happening in Silicon Valley and places like that, you know. But maybe when you go to your garage and your supermarket, there'll also be like a wee meditation centre where you can just go in there and, you know, de-stress. And it is actually something, you know, I talk about um, stress and less and accomplishing more. So when when we're stressed, we're stupid. <laughs> Do you know that yourself? You know, you forget things, you can't remember, you know, because you're stressed and you're just too busy. So if you can um, calm down some of that stress, then you do actually really accomplish more. Amazing. So uh, I totally agree with all of that, uh, Sally, I've got my own personal experience around that. So know, yeah. So, so, and it's incredible to think. Uh, as you say, in the future, what it would hold, and Silicon Valley, the tech companies mm -hmm. have all yes. bought into this. When you think, yeah. when I think of an office of any, and they're here in Dublin, and even I'm sure here in Belfast, mm. any of these companies, you know, my mind, and I, I see that they have pods where you can go and relax and yeah. breakout rooms, and, yeah. and and the whole environment is absolutely totally different than maybe traditional yes. uh, environments are. Uh, so hopefully we all get there. Yeah, uh, I think so. And I think that's what um, young people want now. You know, when you have all these smart graduates coming in, they do, they're not just looking for a good salary. They're looking for a work-life balance. Yeah. They've seen the previous generations getting burnt out and getting stressed and getting stress-related illness. And they think, I don't want that. You know, um, I actually want to, you know, care about the planet and take care of myself and be healthy. You know, there's a lot of um, young people who really want to be healthy and that's your mind and your body. So... Mm -hmm. Um, companies have to look at that and see what am I offering and I know there was a, a local company here like a PR agency who employs about 35 smart young people and they had me in doing mindfulness for them because that's something that the employees want yeah incredible yeah. excellent so we've talked to, and you've explained beautifully what mindfulness is but anyone is still on the fence or wondering actually what what is entailed so um, how do I become mindful or what would if I went to some of the classes, what would I be doing? And okay. so we and we talked about the, the Buddha. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what what what's the process or what's the top level? Okay. Um I I, th I think I, I went to say the definition of it and then I just talked about the easy thing, but is that there's like a, a kind of definition. I'll I'll do that and then I'll say what what you mean, what I'm thinking. Thank you. Um, you know, the definition is basically paying attention on purpose, so you know that you're paying attention in the present moment. So we hear a lot about the power of now, so just being here and most of the time, you know, maybe we're focused right now because we're, we're being filmed or whatever, but a lot of the time your mind is off in the future, you know, what am I having for dinner, what am I doing for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. or else it's in the past, what somebody said to me, you know, thinking what happened already. Um, we're very rarely really here, so it's about bringing our attention into the present moment and it's training and that's so what's a training and attention. So you come back over and over, coming back to the present moment. 
and then it's doing it in a particular way which is um, with kindness and without judgment and with self-compassion and it's cultivating those qualities so when you come to a class or a workshop or you go in a program we do lots of exercises to help us work with our mind to get to know our mind um, to have some space and time to do that and you know lots of people now are using apps and there's loads of apps that you can download off the internet or on your app store and you know do it at home yourself and um, you know that's really good actually <laughs> and it, it's helpful but it's you know 10 times 100 times better to do it in a group to find a class because what will happen if you sit down to do it at home and you think oh we'll do this wee 10 minute meditation and then you start going oh but I have to do this x y and z first or mm. I'll make a cup of tea or I must get up and do this or that and you don't have the same thing when you're in a class you're you're there and there's other people and then the other people the collective energy it is actually um a collective activity um because quite often people want me to do one-to-ones and, and I do mm -hmm. sometimes do that but it's so much um, more beneficial to do it in the group um, and people really feel that and you know it's also about um, connecting with other people in, in a strange way a lot of times you look in the room and it looks like we're all sitting there not talking or whatever but there's actually a lot of activity happening inside and there is a, a connection happening with the people in the in the class you know incredible so mm. so if, again so someone is anxious about coming in yeah. uh, to a class and there shouldn't be it's it's yeah you meet just the mm. nicest people honestly I just think I get the nicest people in my class but you know basically it's people from all walks, walks of life and a lot of times people come in because they've had some suffering in their life maybe they have like really bad anxiety maybe they've had depression maybe they have chronic pain cancer also I have people with all sorts of um illnesses um, or maybe they're off work sick um, because of stress um, so they're coming to get some relief from their suffering but equally you have other people who just want to achieve more and do more in their life and have heard about the benefits of meditation or mindfulness for that kind of thing and um, so people come from all different reasons and you don't actually have to disclose or share any of your personal information mm -hmm. it's not about that it's actually just about the practice so it's about doing the practice of being present and there's a number of sort of techniques and tools including meditation basic meditation there's um deep relaxation we do which you know most people love that because you get to lie down and sometimes <laughs> fall asleep and you know, we're not supposed to fall asleep and uh, we do a wee bit of mindful movement as well sometimes every class is different depending on what the focus of the class is um yeah and maybe learn some psychoeducation around the mind and how the mind works and understanding the mind and it really helps to normalize you know why we feel the way we do and a lot of us are sitting in your own wee world thinking there's something wrong with me or I'm not right and actually when you realize other people are, are like this too yeah. everybody's suffering in some way everybody's feeling like this and you know um and there's also something I can do I can work with my mind that I'm not stuck we're not fixed you know we used to think that the mind was set by the time you're 21 and you can't change but actually you can change that it's called neuroplasticity the mind is plastic and through these practices you can change your mind which is really cool. amazing yeah really? and you can become happier too you know um there's lots of concrete ways we practices that you can do and there's loads of research behind this stuff it's not just me coming up with this idea <laughs> to do i have literally gone all over the world and and trained with you know top neuroscientists and you know, professionals. I have a master's in mindfulness. I went over to Bangor in Wales for five years part time and did this master's program. So, 
yeah and I would go down to Dublin and France and America everywhere <laughs> to see all these these great gurus you know and you know I don't think we should be afraid of gurus because all that means is somebody who's done it before you, somebody who um, knows the path and you know I go to these people just for inspiration and it helps me then to sort of take a wee bit of that and then bring it back to the, the people here you know. So. Incredible, so wow what a, what a journey so yeah. and a lot of study then clearly yeah. to understand and yeah, yeah. To, to be able to practice this so very very yeah. interesting. Mm. So do you think in, in, in our world today you know it's multitasking, the phone's getting busier, we're getting content out of us from everywhere it, it's it's going to get actually tougher to be mindful? mindful. Um. Well, I think it's just about um, making it part of your lifestyle. Like we clean our teeth every day, that idea that we do our meditation every day. We take our meditation instead of taking our medication. You know, it's like there's a pill for every ill and that sort of model is also starting to crash down around us to say that, you know, yeah. it's that's not the way to go either. Yeah. There must be a more holistic way, a way to work with the body, a way to work with this, this human machine. and because um, we're actually not a machine, we how to work with it in a way that's um, sustainable long term and is going to benefit um, all, you know, the whole system. So mindfulness actually um, helps you look younger. Um, that's supposed to be science. There's something called telomeres and people who meditate, um, their telomeres lengthen. It um, helps you uh, to have a strong immune system so people who practice meditation don't get sick. I've been doing this full time um, for five years and I haven't been sick once. <laughs> that might be to do with no sick pay, but still, you know, um, it's uh, there's lots of self and self employed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, there's myriad benefits from it. So I think when people see that, and if they, if anybody's really interested, just to research it, to Google it, to to look it up and see all the many many benefits, um, you know, and as well as like emotional intelligence, which again is another thing employers are looking for. Um, there's a lot of things like that that um, you can benefit from, yeah, from doing that. So, uh, obviously, I, I'd spend a lot of time reading books, um, audiobooks, love them. Mm, and me too. Uh, uh, Mindfulness has been mentioned a few times mm. and explained it, but obviously, I guess there's a slight difference from reading or understanding something yeah. and having an idea of it to actually doing it. Yes, Which... Karen, that's a really good point, actually. Um, that's something I, I like to try and get across to people because... Um, you can read the books and many people have, they've read the books or maybe they've read an article or they have an idea what it is, yeah. but actually you really have to experience it for yourself. It's an experiential thing. It's it's kind of a, a feeling that you get when, when you're letting go of the intellect and you're just being in your body. Something you might've done when you were 12 and you're lying on the grass and you're looking at the sky, you know, it's kind of just a way of being and it's bringing that into your present moment. You know, and it doesn't have to be a serious intellectual thing. Of course, I have a master's in it. You can do a PhD in it. You can write books in it. You can talk about it all week. But it's really actually something that is, um, it's a different, almost different dimension than the daily grind of, um, you know, of intellectual life or, or um, thinking about things. It's, it's, and it's not stopping the thinking. Sometimes it's another kind of misconception. People think I have to learn to stop thinking. It's not about stopping the thinking. It's about being able to see the thinking, you know, like witnessing it, seeing it from the thoughts are here and then there's a part of you that can see the thoughts. So it's, it's sort of a, a different dimension. I know that sounds a wee bit, but it, it, you ha when you um, sit down or you come to class and you feel that, then you know that there's it's something almost indescribable, even though we've been talking about it for half an hour. <laughs> it's kind of like something that you have to um, have an experience, and then you'll see is it is it for you once you've you've had that. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So your advice is at all costs 
experience it yes. and then decide exactly if it works or not brilliant Improve. yeah you have to give it a go you can't until you've actually done a meditation session with a good teacher you don't know what it is even if you've read three books on it or someone's Sorry. told you about it yeah very exactly. good so <laughs> you're, you're, you're describing there the classic you, you see in the movies like the teenagers laying on the, the grass yeah. giving up this stuff yeah it brings me back I, best experience of my life was as a youngster and we'd have a shed and mm. uh, the country and mm. laying on the roof mm. and looking up at the stars yeah. and then you do that with the coat on and freezing yes. and you're just looking and just it's just amazing because obviously living in the city there's light yes. pollution you don't see the stars yes. you see the country you're just laying there just, yeah. just, you're I know about. and you find like a sort of connection to the cosmos or something and so you're bringing you know. me back that's you're, you're, that's <laughs> so back to but back it's to kind of like bringing that into the present moment you can have that experience now sitting on a park bench or you know in your office you know with your sandwich you know you can really just in you know yeah. i do just on chocolate meditation with a lot of people for christmas and you know just really uh, experience of of being alive of of all your senses being present and you know that kind of thing it's it's like to actually keep your appointment with life life is happening in the here and now and you know we get to december and we think where did this year go you know time's fly. i mean if you had a pound for everyone who said that to you you know can't believe the year's gone so fast it's because most of the time you weren't really there for it you weren't really present you were way off in your in your thoughts so it's about um and the other thing about it is that it's um really life enhancing and that it um well certainly the way i teach everyone has i like to have we bit of fun and have a bit of a lightness in it but it is true that when we are really in this moment right now we're just sitting here yeah. we're safe yeah. you know so that's happening now um we're well enough to be here you know a lot of people are, are sick at the minute um and there's nowhere to go there's nothing to do we're just sitting so just even for those three reasons you can say you know this is a this is a good moment you know so well, and when we really come into the present moment there's more and more of our moments that are, are really like that and we start to can relax a wee bit more and and trust life and how it is and mm. it's incredible you know just even explain that because you don't even realize what you're doing but i've no yeah. phone to look at yes the worst thing you know is ever is the phone in your hands yeah i, I do it all the time yeah talking to someone mm. and you, you feel the beep or the vibration yeah. and you, you glance down automatically without even thinking yeah and you're not you're doing yeah. like three things the 200 emails a day the phone call yeah everything so yeah excellent so i'm gonna have to readjust and, and uh, <laughs> take some of your advice on board well they say that like you know even if you have a phone out on the table people feel it they feel like you know there's something more important than them it's about being able to put the phone away it is a real curse of our time that we have you know the phones are great and yeah. because i run a business too i be on my phone a lot as well yeah. but it is a source of of tension oh you're on your phone so it's better just put the phones away and go offline and pretend it's 1986 you know incredible yeah. so what, what i do is you know get a few phone calls i'm sitting with people but i refuse you know actually if it turned upside down refuse to answer but you're actually right just put it away because the fact that it's there even if it's upside down it's, it's subconscious Still that it's there. there and the other people see it as well and it's like you know it's always it's got that hold over us everything and we're giving our power away to these wee devices you know and we should be using them for you know our, the benefits that they give us yes. not allowing them to Take control us. us and say here you know oh, in silicon valley the people who invented all these things they don't let their kids have them and yet we're all giving them to our kids and the people who in because they've created it in such a way that it's addictive those little notifications and all and you have feel you have to check and you have to respond straight away and you know the world won't fall down and you know if, if something really big happens somebody will tell us we don't need to you know so 
yeah, but that's a whole, that's, no. we can talk for a few hours about social no, media. No, 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 exactly, but it is in fairness, yes, mm. yes. I can see, I can definitely see, and I'm sure people do, mm. we are fighting back, we are, yeah. the, the, the mindset is yes. changing yes. with social media, we, we mm. were sucked in for a long time, mm. social media online, the notifications and, and that, yeah. but people now are aware of it, which is yeah. brilliant, or more aware, but yeah. there's a lot, a lot of work to be done, yes. and uh, I think, you know, I think I'm, pretty good but I'm not but you're, you're, you're explaining this I need to <laughs> dump the phone put it away all together yeah so yeah you know you could do, maybe do it like you know for an hour in the morning an hour in the afternoon mm -hmm. or but the rest of the time the phone's cool. you know well um, in the drawer I, we, we our first business in 2010 we actually built it on social media yeah. and we lived on social media I'm not joking no yes. my word it was easy back yes. in the day compared to today everything was organic yes. 100% reach everywhere it was wow. beautiful incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. not like today wow. and yeah. we built our first business on social media yes. on the back of social media yes. and lived I'm not joking must be 10 hours a day in it. but today uh, the flip so sick of it in, yes. in that respect it yes. sucks so much time I know but critical and really, really good and useful if you use it in the right way. Yeah. So actually, I do think I've got my social media uh, habit perfect. Yeah. That I, I, as you mentioned, I'd go in every couple of days or two yes. or three days. Yes. Yes. And you have other people who can check it for you, which I think is great. Too. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, employ somebody to be your social media manager. Even better, yeah, you know, it's that's what the uh, big companies do. You know, they yeah. have other people to do that. And but it is, it's a bit of a, it's like a tyranny of of the social yes. media that it's. Involved, and we all feel we have to be on it, and we have to, you know, if you have a business, you're on it, and I'm on it as well. And okay. yeah, it's it's not it's not really good for us to be honest. Incredible. So. <laughs> so thank you very much for all your help and guidance today. So if anyone wants to know more about mindfulness, or reach out, or find out about your classes, sure. What's the best way for them to get in touch? The best way is to go onto my website. So it's um, www.immeasurableminds.co.uk. Um, and there's all my classes are listed, listed there. I have everything coming up in January for the new year, new start, get your mind right and all that. So I have lots of courses starting in January and um, it, you can book everything online or you can contact me, my email's on there, my phone number's on there. So if you want to get in touch and have any questions or anything like that, I'm happy to, to talk about it. Brilliant, and you have some videos up as well? Um, on my website, there's a couple. I did a TED talk. Four, near four and a half years ago so I've got that one and yeah so now that I've met you and you've and convinced me on the, the power of video I might do a few more and actually I did get one um a guy on LinkedIn sent me a message saying that I should do online courses because he's in Scotland and he wants to be able to you know to come to the class or whatever and, and he can't so um I was thinking about maybe doing that in the future so excellent you know. so that's a new year's resolution yeah so <laughs> learn how to do online video yeah very good yeah. excellent well thank you again for your time today it was yeah, brilliant so, so and i've good. learned a lot as ever so a lot i have to put in practice so thank okay. you thank you excellent Cheers. and thank you for watching today i hope you enjoyed and learned something do check out the links underneath the, the video and uh, be mindful of course uh, this is kieran from profile 3 uh, we'll see you in tomorrow's video thank you again all the best